Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. I'm joined once again by Lewis Herms. We always have a good time. We always give you guys great information. Here we are on Halloween, October 31st, and it's a very interesting uh, deep state ritual, Luciferian ritual that they convinced us is, is a good time, a party mm-hmm. time, but it's definitely a party time and they're doing drugs that aren't very good. Lewis, let's talk about this. What, what do you got? Well, Halloween is interesting. I mean, um, if you research it, you're going to find, I don't know, dozens of different opinions of how it started and why it started and what's going on. And I think a lot of that is actually disinformation to, to take us off track of what really is going on. And my opinion, what really is going on could be another expert's opinion that's completely different. But what I have found is it looks like it originated in Ireland through a bunch of Druids. And these mm-hmm. Druids were controlling a portion of Ireland with an evil iron fist, like everything. I mean, blood sacrifices, child sacrifices, you name it. And they use that as fear in order to scare and rule. And it was on this date. And they considered it the back then, instead of summer ending and towards the end of September, it ended at October 31st. This was their big ritual of how they can they felt they had the most power on that day. They would intentionally do a lot of sacrifices and rule with an iron fist in a really very, very scary way. And these were just druids, but they had a lot of power back. And I'm saying hundreds and hundreds of years ago. In modern day, a lot of people don't know this, but Alistair Crowley started to pick up the mantle and then Anton LaVey really pick up the mantle and they specifically did satanic rituals on this day and they made it their holiday. That's kind of the genesis of what we got to where we are now. But they had this idea because they're psychos that if we can make it fun and get everybody involved, right, they are casting their spells for us. Mm. And there's more power for them in numbers. So we unintentionally are helping them cast their spells. Now, I believe that for me, that doesn't work because I reject it. And I believe anything in light that if you reject the darkness, right. it has it has no power. But Perfect. they believe it works. And so mm. they would congregate and they would use the unknowing. And originally, if I remember reading, it was uh, witches, druids, ghouls, and a couple other things to help them with this, you know, and we transitioned into, you know, I would go out, I may dress as uh, Ronald Reagan one day, you know, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I used to do this. So, but we were helping them with the ritual. So now it is a cherished day. It's a top two or three day for the Satanists this day right now. Mm-hmm. But I believe you and I choose to spread light over it, which in my opinion completely disembowels what they're trying to accomplish. Wow. That's, that's a good uh, history lesson. I, I didn't know about that. I'm definitely going to do some research into that. Now we had Mel Kay was going to join us and she couldn't join us because of uh, maybe the grids going down everywhere. Like, kind of like what we talked about. I had some problems this morning. We just had some problems getting on. There was a coronal mass ejection from the sun. So it's starting to hit us at, during this time frame right now. 
So that could be uh, something that's uh, going on. And usually it's like a, you asked me, it's like an EMP. It's like a wave that comes through and starts to shut down. Grid can shut down power. Some people might see their power go out and it's probably because the, the coronal mass ejection is, you know, it's waves of energy are hitting us. So unfortunately we don't have Mel, Mel K. She'll join us uh, at another event sometime in the near future. We definitely want to get her on because she is just the wealth of information in oh, wow. this particular subject area. So I haven't done Halloween for a long time. Once I started doing the research into it and seeing that it was basically uh, a ritual for the witches and the, the evil witches and deep state and so forth. So Luciferian types, we're trying to reconfigure the earth. We're trying to, where we are, we're reconfiguring the earth. We're breaking away from their uh, corrupt system, restarting other, other things. In New York, for instance, their mandates and stuff are, are putting a lot of people out of work. Trash hasn't been picked up on this piling up on the streets. Tomorrow, I guess, 20 fire stations shut down. So this Luciferian, like you talked about, it's a mind thing because I teach in a lot of my work that your thoughts have incredible power. If you're negative with your thoughts, they have an effect on other people. And if someone sends negative thoughts to you, it has an effect on you if you're not protecting yourself. So I totally believe in what you're saying that they flipped this holiday like they have a lot of, a lot of different events and made it into, it's a fun time but it's quite evil. I mean, we see it in all of the shows like Friday the 13th and all these other Halloween uh, where people were like knifed and killed by Jason or whoever it is, uh, the ghoul of the day. But it's just it's great fear and uh, terror in people. And uh, I remember I used to like get dressed up as a hillbilly. I'd have my teeth. They're all like nasty, you know, put one of those little things in and I have like a wig on and stuff and I'd walk around with my shirt torn with like blood stains on it. And the, the ghouls, the people playing ghouls would look at me like, Oh shit. And they were scared. And I was just like, just a dude, you know, like a, a, a country hick, you know, dude, you know, <laughs> like, coming after him. <laughs> it kind of can be fun. It kind of can be funny. I've had, I got to admit, I've had some good times. We can have times and fun times like that on a different day. This one woman come out in front of uh, Windsor Castle saying, this is the day that they do child sacrificing. 100%. A lot of people don't know this, but these Satanists have multiple reasons why they do something at one time. So this is one of the highest days of child abduction throughout the world is on Halloween. We're talking open. So they snatch them right off the streets. They look for a couple of kids walking by themselves and so on and so forth. So this is all calculated and everybody has to know this, but you touched on something that I think is very important. We're trying to flip the script. We are doing that throughout. I mean, Wano Saban talks about the numbers and we're doing it. We're doing it with the numbers. And I know you and Tracy Joe and everybody, you're spreading light. You've taught me about love bubbles, which is hugely important. Mm -hmm. So we are absolutely flipping the script. What I like to equate it to, though, is here's why it works, in my opinion. If anybody has studied anything about voodoo, right? Voodoo is not effective without the victim believing in it. And this is how powerful the mind is, guys. So if somebody stabs somebody through the heart on a voodoo doll, they may want it to have some effect from a spell operational standpoint, but they all, they generally, it only works when the 
victim knows about it. So they'll leave that doll on their front step, right? And then in, in Jamaica, it was known to be a practice for years and years and years. And I believe in Haiti also, that's not a coincidence, by the way. So what happens is they see that our mind is so powerful, the mind can give somebody a heart attack. Your mind can actually give you a heart attack. That's how strong it is. So if it's the participant on the victim side that believes it is why these things go bad. So I flip the script. I call it reverse voodoo, where we just need to believe that we spread the light and they are affected. And if we come together with our collective consciousness and we're constantly turning every negativity that they do in a positive way, like I have no problem using 666 because yeah. I'm just flipping it on them. Screw them. I'm not worried about them. This is, right. I'm shedding light on that. You, you have zero power over me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They can't take that. And when more than two people do that, and then three, and then, or four, and then eight, and then 16, 32, and it goes, multiplies exponentially, they're done. They cannot handle us flipping the script on them. So I like to use, I joke around calling it reverse voodoo, where I will spread positivity in their direction constantly. And I think you've actually, through your Navy SEAL and CIA operations, you've like physically done this and you have operational success with it, if I'm correct. Yeah, I talk about this quite often, how I would uh, create a love bubble in a town that was uh, basically being hit by terrorists. And I would actually uh, send terrorists love and that made them uh, vulnerable and weak. And eventually, you know, we'd either drone strike them because we were able to find them. We weren't able to find them for years. And then uh, I started to focus on them. And then when their period of time, boom, you know, they're gone. Whether it was from a drone strike or whether it was from, like we saw with bin Laden, you know, SEAL Team 6 came in, my old SEAL Team. So it's kind of, you know, those coincidences start to happen when you're involved in this work. You'll start to see that, did I have that effect? And then eventually you're going to start to see, yes, you're having an effect with your consciousness. So they understand that, but they want to scare us like Halloween. They want to scare us into believing these abilities are evil because they use them. They don't want us to use them. So it's very important like on a day like today, I think to not get involved in their, their little, you know, party. And on top of that, you know, flip it like you're talking about, you know, send out all kinds of love, do positive things. Like, you know, people don't do it as much. People are starting to see through this. I haven't seen as many people involved in this for uh, many years now, and it's getting less and less and less. So there are people are waking up, you know, this being, why would we want to do evil stuff? You know, it's like, it is well, it's stupid, but there are a lot of people out there that, that will, are doing it. Well, there's some evidence that the original origins of trick or treat was really trick or torture. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, treat or torture, not trick or torture, treat or torture. And the reason why that's important is because it was based on not somebody saying treat or torture. It was based on you do what I want. You get a treat. If you don't, you get tortured. And that mm -hmm. was, again, from the Druids in Ireland that, that started that. And that, that's how they, that's what they called mastered their area, their territory through that type of rule. And it's very interesting. And we turned it into trick or treat and so on and so forth. But what we're really asking for is, you know, 
that's part of their spell casting, which is interesting, is they get us to say their spells constantly. So when we say trick or treat, we're literally casting their spell on their behalf. You know, it's, it's, and I don't say this because I agree with what the cabal does. I'm going to preface that. I say what I'm going to say next is because it is very impressive how sophisticated their operations are. And the reason why, and I admire that, right? I don't admire them. I admire their sophistication and their thought process that goes into this. Why is that? I admire that. And why do I say that openly? Because I believe you have to know your enemy. In order to know your enemy, you really have to study them. And sometimes you have to admire them so you can preact before they do, because you need to anticipate their actions. So they are brilliant, but they are not creative. And they do not have God on their side. So that's why we win. They're very methodical, long-term plans. They have a lot of, uh, you know, money and people to back it up. So we know that they, you know, slip drugs in and stuff like that. And some of the candies for the kids. And that's been a problem for a while. So I can't imagine, you know, sending my child out to do trick-or-treating because that stuff is razor blades and and candy and all kind of crazy stuff. It's just out of control now. It's like, if you got to do something on this day, take your kids and have a little party, you know, with a group. But for me, I'm like, don't even do it because basically you're giving energy to a dark force. Just like you're talking about, there's, when I went through prison of war training, there was a reward like you're talking about and then a torture. So if you got out of line, then you got tortured or beaten and, uh, or put in a box. I remember they put us, they wanted us to give up information because they, that's what they're all about. You know, gathering information from military guys. I was a Navy SEAL with a bunch of uh, flight crew guys. There was like 120, 150 people in my escape and evasion training. And eventually you get captured. And cause that's part of the show. I escaped all the way to the end. And then they're like, I have to give up because, you know, you got to go through the course, the rest of the course. So when you're in the prisoner, prisoner of war camp, there's all these little things they do to torture you to screw with your mind. And I've seen these things happening. I saw this stuff happening when they locked us all down. I said, this is the same stuff that they used on us in wow. prisoner of war training. And uh, some of those techniques were they would put us all in a box and it was all comfortable. And then they started saying they put a lid on the box. It was almost like a coffin. And they're like, okay, we're just going to give you guys, make sure you got some air. And you could hear the air turning on. It's like this little tube that was running air into it. And I'm like, Ooh, what's that? You know? And then they said, and now we're going to poison you guys unless you start telling us what we want to know. And so no one talked at first. And then uh, they said, okay, we're mixing you know, the, the, and all it was, was just like a little bit of colored uh, food dye and stuff or whatever they get mixed into, you know, kind of like what you see when you used to go to the, the disco or whatever the, they put out the smoke, you know, the party smoke. So that's all it was. So I'm like, ah, just fooling. They're not going to kill us. So it's ridiculous, you know? And, but people started screaming and it's like, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll tell you whatever you want. And I was like, Oh my God, you're, you're so easy. <laughs> like, but that's kind of what they were doing. And another thing they did and I remember I've told the story how we got waterboard and I beat the waterboard, but there was another thing they did where they put hoods on us. And this is after they've starved us. We've been starving for a week, over a week. They barely fed us. 
when we got the prison of war camp and then are of course beating us and psychologically, you know, mind gaming us to, for like two days straight out through a night. We had hoods on us this one night and they're asking questions. It's like, okay, those of you that have, you know, top secret clearances, raise your hands. I'm like, there's no one raising their hand. No way. And then, and then they're like, okay, those of you that have like secret clearances, raise your hand. And at first, you know, they were like simple questions like, you know, did you guys have a good time when you're like children? Of course, you know, everybody raises their hand, you know, and then it started to get to the point where I'm like, they're tricking, they're yeah. tricking us and they're mind gaming us. So I, I was like, you know, there's no way anybody, you know, so I almost said they're trying to trick us. And I almost said that, but I didn't. And I remember when we got a debrief, the one guy that was debriefing us and said, you know, I've been here like 15 years doing this. And we always do that one with the hood on. And we always get people raising their hands. And I'm like, no way. Cause you know, you can't see. Right. And right. Uh, I'm like, I would just like for one time, somebody yell out, don't raise your hands. And I, I'd almost done it. And I was like, ah, oh, but wow. it's kind of like, you know, what we just went through with the lockdowns, it's paying and the reward. So what's the right. reward? That's right. You do that and you get rewarded. So we've all been like you talked about, there was pain, there was torture. And now you get rewarded if you do this. And now there's pain again. If you don't do this, then you're going to lose your job. So now they're turning it back up again, or you won't be able to travel or you're not going to be able to shop for food. So it's the same stuff, just like you talked about. So that's kind of what the trick or treating that you're out. Somebody is out there doing right now. Probably mm -hmm. it's like, come on guys. The irony is we know how they've MK ultra all of society, right? Mm -hmm. We know that we know they've done it to the media and all their games that they play. Here's the irony. I would be willing to bet that a lot of people that are, are so fearful of this, you know what, and going outside will be the same ones that will be sending their kids trick-or-treating tonight because that's how MK Ultra they are. So they can believe two completely opposing things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So how can you believe that this is a you-know-what-demic and also believe that your kids are completely safe when they're trick-or-treating? They're right. can't. Those are mutually exclusive. They can't even go in the same sentence. But I guarantee you, they're so MK Ultra that they think both are possible. We know that the sickness, as I call it, is not affected. It doesn't exist below four feet because that's why you can take your mask off in a restaurant. Clearly, it doesn't exist below four feet. So people don't even put their brains through this and think of this stuff. I went through, and I've said this, and I did five shows in the last 24 hours, and, I, and I'm going to try not to repeat anything, but there is a couple messages that are important, I think, because it seems to be impactful. So a few months ago, I was pissed off when I saw people wearing masks, especially if they're in their car by themselves. I literally would get angry, and I would yell out my window, what are you doing? Don't you understand? You know what I mean? And my wife's like, calm down. And she's brutal. She's a Latina and she was telling me to calm down. Right. So, and she's like, she's a red pill beast. But what's interesting though, is it clicked on me about, I think maybe a month, month and a half ago. And I really started to think about this. I go, well, what's really going on? I don't agree with what they're doing, but I need to empathize a little bit because all it really means is that the MK ultra was very successful on that person. Right. And yeah. that's what it was supposed to do. So 
because I was more immune to it by whatever I did when I was younger or whatever circumstances I had, I cannot be so judgmental on those people. Now, I will still speak my mind and I will still tell people that you're part of the problem. This is why the Marxist agenda will continue because you're supporting this, but I'm not as aggressive. I have more empathy when I'm talking to them and I get through to people a lot better when I, you know, serve them up honey instead of vinegar. That's for sure. And, you know, you can see, unfortunately, the people that uh, have, you know, basically chomped off on the system, but you would think that they would be abhorred by it because uh, basically they're taking away their health, but they don't see that. I shop in this one somewhat high-end health store here where I'm at in Florida. And uh, because this is basically vacation season down here in Florida where I'm at. So I'm starting to see people showing up with masks. So we didn't have oh, hardly wow. anybody, you know, is wearing masks. And now we're starting to see mask wearers. So they're bringing their, their mask wearing habits you know, with them. They're usually high end people, you know, they're very wealthy. They're of that liberal mindset. And you would think with that kind of mindset, you know, being in a healthy place, they would understand, they would know yeah. that that thing is not good for them. It's cutting off their oxygen, makes them more vulnerable to other diseases, to if they had cancer and remission, keep that on for a while, it's gonna come back roaring back. And then we have like, in a lot of places throughout the world, like you just mentioned Ireland, in Waterford, Ireland, I was just uh, reading, they have like a 96, 97% rate of people doing that. And they have a triple the number of people that are having problems, getting sick, right? Then the rest of their country. Israel's the same. Yeah, exactly. Every place where that's very prominent, whether it's here in the United States, where it's in another country, that prominence is really starting to hit home. So you think people would kind of see that and wake up a little bit to that. But it's like we were talking about, you know, how many people just know that Halloween's not a good thing, witches and warlocks and devils and vampires. And why are we celebrating that day? How did we ever get here? It's like, wow. You know, at some point you're like, yeah, this is, this is wrong. And there's enough of us starting to wake up to this and saying, Hey, this is a child sacrifice day. You know, they're like, you just were mentioning more children go missing on this day than any other day. And I've seen stuff like that. So when you look back in time, you start to see the patterns. So there's a new Hulu uh, show that's out right now. It's called Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. I just watched the first show before we came on together. And it basically outlines the opioid addiction, uh, the Oxycontin. So they came out and lied, saying that Oxycontin was, there was less than 1% addiction rate. It was a complete lie. What else have we seen about that, you know, currently? So it's a great show. I highly recommend it. Uh, Michael Keaton is one of my favorite actors of all time, although he's not, doesn't support the same people I do and talks bad about them, you know, whatever. Okay. We can all disagree about something, right? Right. So great entertainer, great actor. And uh, basically they're, they're exposing how this company basically came out, this family who the Sackler family just got sued like six weeks ago. Finally went through six weeks ago. I think it came out 25 years ago. Amazing. Is it going to be that long before we figure this thing out? Wow. Let's hope not. 
Well, unfortunately, as a remote viewer, I see not good things in the future. So it takes time for people to figure this stuff out. Even if we have really smart guys who've been around the block several times, Mm -hmm. and then some telling people, hey, this isn't good. You need to wake up to this stuff. And they're like, oh, you know, like I tell people, professional sports is rigged, guys. And here's the evidence over and over and over, year after year after year. I did the same thing with 9-11. There's still people that believe 9-11 was that was, you know, planes crashing in the building. Although they don't show those videos anymore because we can see now that they're, you know, basically a movie. It's a movie going on right. in there. Now that we're starting to see, you know, where their high technology is and, and we're starting to look back and go, oh, they've done it with the opioid crisis. And where do they get the opium? Mm-hmm. Oh, Afghanistan. We took down Afghanistan. Yeah. Afghanistan had a very, very did, does have a very profitable opiate mm-hmm you know, harvesting operation that goes on there. And almost right after we took that down, then the opioid crisis in America skyrocketed. But people need to put two and two together, but they don't. I completely agree. I, it's amazing that the 9-11 one is, is the most amazing one to me, but it goes right back to the MK Ultra thing. And I tell this story a lot of times. So I was way before 9-11, I was actually exposing HARP. You know, and right. I'm not talking about H-A-R-P, H-A-A-R-P. It's, and which if anybody doesn't know, it's really, it's a, it's a weather manipulation system is what it is. And I like to put it in layman's terms so people understand. So what happened is, so my friends and I were exposing it right when Google was kind of really getting very, very successful, right? And Google started to be the place. And a lot of people don't know this. You can spell it just regular H-R-P, like a standard harp, and you would get all the information on it right away, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then almost overnight, it hit like the 11th or 12th page where you wow. couldn't even find it. Mm. And the reason why is because the government, our friendly, lovely government, released the most aggressive mortgage program in the history of the United States. And what do they name it? HARP. <laughs> so to me, back then, it was obvious. It was in my face. It was obvious what, what they did. That was back then. So I've been awake since really about 19. But I need to be honest, when 9-11 hit, right, right away, I'm like, okay, this is an inside job. Yep. Towers don't fall that way. This exactly. is controlled demo. But mm-hmm. within three days, three days of me watching the news, almost incessantly for 24 hours, I believed the complete narrative. I right. fell into it for six years, Michael. I yep. was MKUltrad. G.W. Bush fan defending him for mm-hmm. six years. So it that's how powerful this stuff is. So when we say, I cannot believe people don't understand about this thing, and I can't believe they don't understand about this thing and so on and so forth, they may not be getting the same information that we are putting out there. They're probably only getting it from the news. And I can guarantee you, everybody just thinks it's the news. Mm-hmm. It's all of Hollywood. They see this information into all their sitcoms. They see the information into all their law shows and everything. Everything is, it is at zero to do with entertainment. And this is what people don't understand. It's not about entertaining us. It's about absolutely brainwashing us with a specific propaganda to get us all to comply and go in a certain direction. That's what this is. There is not a movie that was, in my opinion, that was made between 
a popular movie, a blockbuster, maybe between even 1970 and maybe 2014, 15, that wasn't completely seeded with propaganda. They all were. Now, I believe the White Hats really started around 2014, even before Trump was in there. They started to infiltrate some of Hollywood. It seems like to me, because I would see some things come out that were more of an awakening, which was really cool. It wasn't just their satanic disclosure because they have to tell you what's going on. It was literally an exposure. Mm-hmm. I, that's just what I've seen. So my point with this is the MK Ultra is so, so, so deep and so strong that I've seen something similar to you, maybe in a little different fashions. I've seen that we win. I see that we are successful and I see there are going to be immediate successes and joy, but Mm -hmm. I see it in pockets, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I see it in certain, and I, you're probably more specific than me, but I see like pockets of just absolute joy, happiness, protection, and the cabal is almost decimated, but I also see pockets of evil too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people are unwilling to, come out of it. Like we're almost going to be within two worlds within one world. It's it's right. very, very odd. And then slowly, I, I believe that we will penetrate into, into those other places and uh, have success in the long run. But that's what I see. That's, that's fabulous. I think you're extremely accurate. So there's, when I look for, there's, there's pockets, like you say, I feel like I'm in a pocket of, of good yeah. right where I'm at. I left a pocket that's going to be evil. So that's California. So there's going to be pockets that will last, unfortunately, for a while. The sickness is not going to go away for a while, right? It's just getting started. Just getting started. Unfortunately, it's going to continue to mutate. There will be efforts to basically, you know, shut it down and uh, and get control of it, but it's going to take some time. So that that snake bite that a lot of people have been getting is going to just, uh, exacerbate and make this uh, continue for a little bit longer. So there's a lot of people that have looked into the future and have actually traveled into the future and humanity's not well, unfortunately. So there will be some of us that, you know, of course will be, but overall there's probably going to be some problems going forward, but you know, just like everything, we'll work through it. Uh, there's been you know plagues and stuff that have come, you know, throughout the world. Never, well, I won't say never, but not on this magnitude, one that was uh, manufactured on this level and uh, sent into the world to uh, basically with the intention of it mutating and getting worse and worse. So we'll see. I hope and pray that I'm wrong and, you know, maybe we get help because we can control, you know, the future. Well, we can't choose how it turns out. I was just going to say, I think you could be right and wrong at the same time, because I know mm-hmm. you can see a timeline mm-hmm. the way it's projected to be, but if right. we put our effort together unify in our positive thoughts collectively, we can mm-hmm. change that timeline in that future also. And I think that's what we need to realize is we need to resonate in positivity. I always tell people, I say, the fuel for these evildoers is our fear. And a lot of people say, in fact, they said this after you and I had a show too. They say, how can you guys tell everybody that things are bad and then don't be fearful? I go, no, no, you need to understand this. And I'm glad we're on the show together so I can clarify this. So just because we disclose what we think is happening or what we know is happening or what we believe is can be in our future doesn't mean you have to be fearful of it. Yes. You need to recognize it so you can push through it. 
And so you can intentionally say, okay, like when I see the number 666, I'm like, positive. Everything's great. Those are angels. No problem. One of my wife's favorite days is Friday 13th. It's always worked out for her. It's always been wonderful for her, right? Mm -hmm. So when we say these things or you see something in front of you that you think you should have fear, remember that's the construct that they have prescribed inside of your brain. That's not what you have to do, where you can look at something that supposedly should be fearful and go, I have a positive take on this. I see the silver lining. I see the white light going through this. So when we all resonate in positivity, I believe that we will break right through this. So the analogy I say is, let's say it's World War II, Germans with an, against Americans. Really, it was Rothschilds versus Rothschilds and Rockefellers versus <laughs> Rockefellers. But that's a whole different story. Sure, but let's sure. say you had, you had the German tanks on one side, the American tanks on, on another side. The German tanks run out of fuel. Are you going to run across the battlefield and give them tanks of fuel so they can keep moving forward and shooting at you? Heck no. Of course you're not going to. But that's what we do when we live a life of fear. We literally are fueling the cabal because that's what they resonate on. We resonate on love, godliness, light, and a whole bunch of other things. They resonate on fear. That mm -hmm. pumps them up. So we need to know that, and I'm going to point to people that are listening right now, you are complicit in their success when you live a life of negativity and fear and victimization. Mm -hmm. And I know this sounds harsh, but I really believe that into the depths of everything I am. That's a really good analogy too, because uh, you're fueling them. And I do this in every class that I teach when I have a group the muscle testing. So I have people come up and I just, they hold their arms out. I push on their arms. They're strong. I have them drop their arms. I physically take my hands and run them down the body. And it basically takes their energy centers and starts to move them down. So when they put their arms back up, it's like, whoop. And everybody's like, how'd you do that? I was <laughs> like, uh, you know, they tell them, you know, I move your energy centers. So now we're going to do it. I'm not going to use my hands. So I make sure they're good. I use my mind I imagine that I'm doing it with my hands and they put their hands, their arms up and boom, down. So your mind is very powerful. Then I have them hold. I have, make sure they're strong. Okay. Drop your arms. Think anger or fear or something like that. And then put your ar arms up. I don't even sweep them. And I go, whoop, muscle test weak. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to sweep you, physically sweep you. Think the thought of love, put your arms up and then they're the strongest ever. And then I'll have people in the audience do the same thing. It's like, don't even think anything. I'm not going to sweep you mentally or physically. People in the audience uh, send them fear. And then they put the arms up. Boop. So people outside can affect you. And then I say, okay, I'm going to sweep them. Everybody in the audience send them love. And then they're strong. Right. And then I say, imagine a bubble of love around you. And everybody here is sending you fear. And I have them do that. And they're just sending out the thought of love, bubble of love around them, put their arms up strong. You can protect yourself. You can keep yourself in the love bubble, just like you talked about. If you go to fear, you're feeding them. You make yourself weak, and then they have control of you. And that's what they've done throughout time. Now, they don't do it just on Halloween. What other, I know we're going to talk about some other holidays. What else do they got out there? So 
I have already known about Christmas and we can go into that because that's got a really interesting yeah. thing also. But I want to talk about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays, that and Independence Day. But I'm open enough to dig and find whatever I can. I found that, well, clearly Thanksgiving is literally just a duplicate of Harvest Day that we've had in for centuries and centuries and centuries and centuries in other countries. So I understand that, right? And then we build it into it's our pilgrimage programs and Native America, and then all that BS that we do in the modern day. So I get that. I still love Thanksgiving because that's just a day I eat really well. And it's, you know, it's day for family to get together. So I really searched and I couldn't find much. But what I did find, which I find really, really interesting, is there are a bunch of active, openly active satanic organizations that are trying to manipulate Thanksgiving. Now, what I mean by that is they're not trying to tell us it's different, but they get together on Thanksgiving and they thank Satan intentionally. That's what they wow. do because they believe that we're sending too many positive vibes out and we're doing exactly opposite from what they want. Yeah. So that we're because it's tradition, as you know, people sit around and say, What are you thankful for? What do you thank you for? What are you blessed for? So on and so forth, right? So they're actively these organizations are actively trying to do to thank satan for all the bad things that have happened which is really weird and then of course the, what's their mantra again they justify they can do anything and they add at the end as long as you do no harm to others which is bs right that's also their mantras for thanksgiving so that's interesting so on, i'd be honest i haven't found much on that hello everyone i'm michael jaco Join me on Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, where we'll uncover the hidden parts of our human potential and propel you to new heights of existence and consciousness realms. As a former Navy SEAL for 24 years and CIA security officer for 11, I've been involved in aggressive combat training and operated in combat zones for well over 35 years. From Panama, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Yemen, Libya, and Lebanon, I have honed my leadership, tactical, combat skills, and knowledge expertise to a master level. As a little boy, five years old, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL after watching the movie Navy Frogman. I also looked at the movies and read the books of Ian Fleming, 007, James Bond. I wanted to be that when I grew up, and I was always inspired by entrepreneurs that helped humanity and brought about great change that furthered the consciousness and abilities of humankind to master levels. I always wanted to do that. The first two I did to an extraordinary level, and now today, as an entrepreneur and speaker reaching millions all over the world, now I'm sharing the information that really propelled me. When I was a chief enlisted officer, I motivated, led, trained, and provided inspiration and insight to officers of all ranks, all the way up to flag level, and even the Secretary of Defense for the United States. With my operational background, planning, master training, and course design abilities, I have trained 
thousands and thousands of military and law enforcement personnel. And now I inspire and train millions throughout the world with my intuitive insights into the workings of the human mind. I and many listening to this message are living proof that each of us have amazing potentials far beyond what most consider possible. For me, the impossible is what I strive to always master and excel at. And as a Navy SEAL and in the CIA and combat zones, I did the impossible over and over and over again. And now I want to help you do the same. Tune in to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast, and join the growing tribe as I show you how to unleash your own hidden potential. Now, I've known a lot of around Christmas, and I find this very, very interesting. So first, most people now, even devout Christians, know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. He was born somewhere probably between September and October. Now, the genesis of that is, what's the word? Mary was told, I believe it was on March 25th, it looks like, somewhere around there, she was given words that she had a special child inside of her, a special baby. So what they did is they extracted that out and it ended up as December 25th. That's what some people say. Some people say it's intentionally a satanic thing, so on and so forth. What I do think is intentional is they moved it away from his birthday, which there's a lot of evidence that looks like it could be 9-11. And if Jesus's actual birthday was on 9-11, that would explain to me why there's so many crazy satanic terrorist attacks and other things that go on 9-11 because they're trying to reverse that. Yeah, I mean, I was on uh, Jason Q yesterday, and we we talked uh, quite extensively. He's wealth of information. He's like, I was bagging on Jason Q. Jason Q talked a lot. You were very patient and listened. Oh, I was like, I was but in he learning was amazing. mode. <laughs> He's amazing, he right? I told him I was messing with him yesterday. It was the funniest, <laughs> funniest thing. He's like, I know, I know. He goes, I gotta apologize to Michael. I go, no, no, no not I, at I, all. Yeah, I, I, I loved said, it. Michael loved it. Tracy loved it. Oh, God. It, was, it was so funny though. He so he even talked about some of this. He said that Pat Tillman, you might remember him. He's uh, oh, yeah. the professional Arizona. football player that uh, went into the became a Army Ranger, and there was some supposedly you know he was killed in combat and then they said no it was friendly fire and jason you know we're i've, I've seen some other people that have talked about it so jason q saying yeah they killed him because it would have been too like uplifting for everyone to have him be like that much of a hero and i was like wow that's just really the way they do things isn't that is, it isn't that right. crazy they killed him because it would be too uplifting. So kind of like what you're saying, it's too uplifting on Thanksgiving for everyone. So they're going to like pump some negativity into it through their own ceremonies. It's like, it's what they do. It's what they do. And that's what they've been doing. So yeah, Christmas, unfortunately, has become basically same thing, you know, kind of pulled away from Christmas. Uh, quite a bit. I still, you know, give gifts, but there it's not the big celebration. We don't even do a tree anymore because that's part of the ritual and all kind of crazy stuff. And isn't it sad? All these things we enjoy. I know that's what people are going to find out. 
it's almost, I feel, and it's no offense to any Christians out there because I'm a yeah. Christian, but yeah. it, it's almost like we're going to have to reinvent our holidays because it, it's crazy. I mean, the, one of the original origins of Santa, we all came from St. Nicholas, but what a lot of people don't know is St. Nicholas really had an alter ego called Krampus, right? And so moving forward, St. Nicholas would give gifts and Krampus would supply the whip which is really, again, more of a trick-or-treat thing, right? I don't think that's an accident that it was almost like an alter ego type thing. It morphed into Santa and some people say, well, look, it just switched letters around. Now you got Satan again. I have learned in the last few years, I'm better off not believing anything and figuring it out than I am believing anything and discovering that it was wrong. I wouldn't say safer, but I'm closer to the truth if I believe everything is a lie first, and then I dissect it, than if I believe it's the truth and I wait till it to hit me in the ass, you know what I mean? Or smack me in the back of the head. That has been, I'm right more often doing that at a much higher percentage, which is sad to know that we literally live a lie. You know, I've heard from, uh, you know, I've studied uh, American Indian you know, their culture and love their, the uh, their, yeah, I yeah, love the culture, love their, uh, you know, way of ceremony and honoring, you know, the earth, the sky, father sky, mother earth and, uh, the directions and the seventh generation yet I'm born. So every ceremony usually has that, you know, in it, it's very beautiful. When you say prayers over your food, it's your blessing, everything that's basically given its life so that you may live. It's pretty sacred. It's pretty cool. So I remember reading about this one, I think it was a Cherokee Indian. He basically stayed, you know, they, and I think a lot of them stayed basically did the trail of tears, you know, sent them to Oklahoma and other places, Cherokee Indians from uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. And some of them stayed. And uh, I remember reading this book about one that he would go and he would watch the people going into the church. He's like, he wanted to know about this religion, you know? What is their what is their religion like? And he started to notice that only on one day were they sacred with their religion. And they, it was only for like a couple of hours. They all seemed bored during that day of religious, you know, praying to their God. And then from that day on, they just completely forgot about it. And for him, it was like as a way of life. You know, he was always sacred. He was always part of, you know, sacredness and spirituality and stuff like that. And that's, that's kind of the way I've tried to live my life. It's interesting. You know, some people, you know, think that their religion is the ultimate. I look at everything. I I see beauty in everything. And it's not that I pick or choose. I just observe it. You know, I love that people can, you know, make those connections. You see people that are making the connections and then you can see the people that aren't. Those people that aren't are usually the people trying to kill us <laughs> or take advantage of us, it's which true. we're seeing a lot of right now. And uh, it's, it's very frustrating because a lot of people have thought that the people that we have given power to rule us had our best interest in mind. And now we're starting to see that's not the case. In fact, they're actually quite evil. And we're seeing in uh, Australia that one of the, uh, not a prime minister, one of the rulers, whatever, premiers, I guess. And her, basically her cabinet all resigned because they were paid, paid to push mandates, paid just like we talk about with the opioid 
uh, epidemic that hit America, salespeople went out and paid doctors to push Oxycontin, gave them like, you know, all kinds of benefits, you know, free cars, you know, their children, free tickets well, to Disneyland. Be, let's be honest. They gave them hookers too. Hookers. Yeah. yeah. Every, and that was one of the things. If, cocaine, if they're going they through gave, a divorce, make sure you hook them up. You know, they gave doctors uh, cocaine. You want to work more hours? We got you hooked up here. And you mm-hmm. can't get in trouble for taking your own prescriptions. I mean, it's very sinister and, it, and yeah. it, it's dark. And I believe that there's where there's dark, there's also light. I mean, and vice versa. So I'm not a scholar of the Bible, but I can tell you that the Bible's been manipulated crazy so many times inside and outside of the Bible. In fact, I did a movie, The Red Pill, She'll Inherit the Earth, and it's about the word meek. The word meek in the Bible means something completely different than you were taught that it means. It's complete meek is, is strength under fire. It's a silent, strong person. And it's, it's also in the Greek origin or Turkish origin is about a strong horse. You know what I mean? Mm. It doesn't mean anything that we're taught that it means, because that's why I call it the red pill shall inherit the earth, because it's the people that are strong through this. And it doesn't mean that we're shooting people. It just means that we're strong through all this desperation. But it's interesting because the Bible is manipulated so much. There Maybe one of the original versions is is correct and it hasn't been changed. But guess what? If you read the Bible, you know that there's still missing books. So even if you get one of the originals, there's still missing books. So people need to be open enough if they're Mm. religious to ask why. Why would they eliminate books out of the Bible? Why would they manipulate the Bible? Because it's all about control. I've got a little film that's coming out probably tomorrow with Jason Q. And it's a very short one, but it literally is explaining about this so-called new Bible that they released called the UCAT. And Mm. when you see the origins of that and the satanic stuff that's going on, the way they're trying to indoctrinate children, you'd be like, whoa. So I think Mm -hmm. people need to find their source and their intuition, like you always think, say, is so, so important in finding our light. And the reason why I say that is because we can't look to a church anymore. And I'm not really trying to demonize churches, but there is a lot of bad in many, many churches. And I hate to say it's probably over 70, 80%. And it sickens me to say that, but if we're going to be honest, and I just want to be honest, I try to do the research and I just, I find things that, like, I hate the fact that sports is manipulated because I was an absolute sports whore growing Mm -hmm. up, playing it, played it as an adult. Had your own gyms and all kinds of stuff. On my own gyms, semi, semi pro. I, I played, there's a whole bunch of stuff, right? So it sickens me to know that, sure. mm-hmm. but I also have to be honest and recognize it at the same time. Good point. Good. That's the the thing we're trying to help people recognize that you're going to go through this denial process, you know, just like a lot of people. And that's not through. a river in Egypt, by the way. Yes. It's a <laughs> denial. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are putting in the chat is pretty good. Meek. This is from Carolyn. She says, absolutely, meek may mean aware, alert, prepared, calm. And then they're putting in, a lot of people are putting in the lantern, put in Enoch and Jasher. So there's lots of books. Mary Magdalene had her own book. And uh, who's the, the guy with the 30, 40 pieces of silver, whatever? Oh, what am I missing? 
Oh, the guy that basically got Jesus, uh, dime Jesus out, and got him killed. Oh yeah, yeah, Judas. Judas. So there's a book yeah. of there's a came out I think uh, what? Yeah, he does. Twenty years book. ago, they found right. it. That's right. And so there's the book of Judas. I mean, well, Dead did he scrolls? write it before he supposedly hung himself, or yeah, ex- after exactly. he hung himself? How did that happen, right? Yeah. And Mary Magdalene was she really a whore? No, she wasn't. No. Absolutely. Because the, and the and even the church, I think it was like maybe 25, 30 years ago, they came out and said, uh, we were wrong on that one. We admit it now. What, 2,000 years later, you admit it? Right. That's okay. Well, but and who admitted it, really? <laughs> it was the Roman Catholic Church that, that they created, still talk about it, created exactly. And they created the lies, yeah. right? And right. I'm not busting on Catholics, but you really sure. need to dive yeah. into the Roman Catholic Church church and agenda because right women were so powerful women were looked up to women ruled countries right yes. mm-hmm. but the men of the roman catholic church had to figure it out so what the first thing they did is they demonized the word paganism paganism wasn't always witchcraft and so on and so forth paganism they were more like native americans are in modern times actually that's what they understood the earth and the resonance and and so on and so forth. And women ruled a lot of that, but they were getting, they attracted a lot of people also. So the Roman Catholic church said, well, how are we going to do that? So what the first thing they did is they demonized all the paganisms as more of a satanic type of deal. And that's why we know pagan is satanic today. It also, they demonized women and said that men needed to be in control. And it was very effective. Because if you look worldwide and you look other religions have spun off of the ideology of the Roman Catholic Church. But if we go to modern times and you just look in the conference hall of what's sitting behind the Pope himself, right, is a satanic description of Jesus and serpents with inside of a hall that is shaped like a snake with snake eyes in it. Yes. People have to understand this is what their true message is. Mm-hmm. Everything else is lies. And I'm not talking about Catholics or Catholicism. I'm talking about the doctrine from the Roman Catholic Church. I hate to say it. Most many people know it now, but the other people that may not, you really need to look into it because it's chalked filled of manipulations, control, and to demonize women is where they started this agenda a long time ago. So the um, I teach this in my course, and I think this is why I have occasionally Christians basically say, I'm sorry, I, I need a refund, because I teach in my course Mithraism. I'm not teaching Mithraism. I'm pointing out Mithraism is basically a Roman mystery religion that came from Zoroaster, from Iranian. So, of course, the Roman Empire went far and they basically saw a lot of different religions. That's how Christianity came there. And uh, they looked at it and they're like, we like that. So they brought Mithraism back. It was a pagan uh, worship. When was Mithras born? December 25th. He was born to a virgin and he was hung. He was basically nailed to a cross and died on a cross. Mm -hmm. Ooh, wow. Sound familiar? So basically what they would often do, and they did that with the Egyptian religion as well, they brought a lot of that into, so you go to Rome, you see, you know, a lot of Egyptian symbolism everywhere. I see it everywhere. Some of the stuff that they worship and stuff like that, you know, Cleopatra type stuff came into the Roman Catholic church, Mithraism. So they 
how do you get more people to come in? It's, oh, it's, it's really like your religion. You know, our religion is like yours. You know, our guy did, you know, had the same, had similar stuff. So that's how they basically started to get the stuff. So Christmas, that's how Christmas came in. Easter, Easter was a pagan worship day. So you get the Easter bunny. It was a day of basically your are fertile. <laughs> it's a fertile day. That's how you get the bunnies. The bunnies are very fertile. They make a lot of bunnies. That's one of the things that they do. They take all these different religions. So, you know, Christ, you know, supposedly risen, you know, Easter. So we got all these different dates, all these different things that basically come in are coming from other things. So when people harp, oh, there's the only religion there is and everybody else is wrong. You can't do that. You know, you got to like be broader minded. So when we're, we're well, pointing out that, that there's that lots of problems, problem? you got to go, okay, right. we got to rethink a lot of stuff here. What would we do? And because it, it being linear of thought like that is really what got us into this problem in the first mm-hmm. place. And my question is, we know throughout history, we hear that same story repeated over and over with different characters, right? So is it a rehashing of a story or is it history repeating itself? That would be a trip, right? If it was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just love to ask the questions. I love to just have an open mind and absorb everything. And I hate the demonization of anything, you know, which is something I wanted to talk about real quick. There's, and you've been a victim of this for sure. If I don't consider you a victim, but you were attacked. But in the Patriot community, right, there's a lot of us that are attacked by other patriots, so-called other patriots. And I want to say why that is, is horrible. It's like controlled opposition Fox News. I don't care, honestly, if you have a difference of opinion than me. I don't care if you don't like the fact that I say I can remote view. I don't care if you don't like the fact that I say the genesis from a lot of our problems comes from the original Roman Catholic Church. None of that matters. But guess what? I do probably think the same thing as you is, is I want the end result is for us to live in a beautiful, peaceful world. And I want the cabal to be dispatched, right? That is the similarity between somebody that may attack me and us. So what I'm asking is I'm going to appeal to these people that call themselves patriots, right? Whether you're attacked or being attacked, Maybe take the higher ground and let's look at our similarities instead of what really our opposites of points would be, right? It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. I don't, great example is, is I know Tarot by Janine. She gets attacked from Christians because mm-hmm. she reads tarots. How dare she? I'm like, chill. You know what I mean? That's what she does. And I'm sure she's covered in white light. So if there's any demons coming in, she's going to reject them and they're not to affect her. JCK gets attacked the same way. You get attacked all the time and I get attacked. And I'm just like, guys, let's find our similarities and stop looking for our differences. You and I, offline or online, I guarantee you there's things that we can debate about that we completely disagree about, but we're going to be always pushing forward with light in the same direction because we have the same goal. And I think unifying our goals as patriots is productive. And I think it's destructive to do anything else. So that's my soapbox on that, but that's just my feeling. 
Yeah. So that's, that's, you know, have to open your mind. And as someone said in the chat, I'm a, I'm a demon lover. No, I'm not a demon lover. I actually kill demons. I destroy demons. And I talk about that all the time. And I use that with what? The light of God. So, you know, trolls are going to be trolls. You're going to get troll. You know, we're trying to wake people up. And I, we know that when you start to talk religion, people go, Oop. yep. Hello, yep. wake up, wake up. Why is that? By the yeah. way. It's programming, MK Ultra. That's right. We now know, because when I've talked to Jesse Saboter, who was raised within a family that was uh, dark, and so she has protection because she was raised in a dark family, and but she went to the light. She's uh, you know a minister in her own right. So she has disclosed a lot of stuff. Just recently had her son was killed in a very suspicious uh, accident, right? So Why? Why can she survive and he's killed because he wasn't brought up in a satanic family like she was. So you get protection. We're in these families. I don't have protection. <laughs> you don't have protection because we're not satanic. We don't like that stuff. In fact, we're trying to clue everybody up how far and widespread they are and how much inverted, how much they're into stuff. So she says that 85% of the churches are corrupt. They're satanic. So we're not on soapboxes. We're just telling you like it is. It's yeah. the truth, guys. So do I don't go to church because of that? My wife is Roman Catholic. My last wife was Roman Catholic. So do I have a problem with Roman Catholics? Obviously, no. So I go to Roman Catholic churches when we go to my wife's hometown. We go yeah. to the Roman Catholic church because her mother used to be the choir director, and she's very devout. And I love that. I love that ceremony. I love going to those churches. Do I go in there and go... Oh, now I'm corrupt. Now I'm brainwashed. No, right, I can yeah. see through that stuff. I, I just told you guys, I went through prison war training. I can recognize that stuff. It doesn't affect me, but I can, but I do notice it. So I don't, I don't get sucked into it. A lot of people out there do. So that's what we're trying to do. Wakey, wakey. That's it. I guarantee you there's a lot of pastors out there that too don't even know the history and mm -hmm. they have very, very good intents. So I understand that. And I'm not against churches at all. And I definitely believe in God, almighty, all powerful. That's not it. I have no, and I believe. And Jesus Christ. A hundred percent for me. I, yeah. I'm I feel Christian. I had a life with him. I helped. I tried to protect him. And right. he was like, no, this is, I have to do this. I'm like, okay. Cause that was a, a Roman tribune. I tried to, uh, as I, I can help you escape. And he's like, no, I have to go through this. I'm like, what? And so how powerful is that? Yeah. Right. No kidding. Right. So I'm a Christian, but I believe Christ wants me, God wants me to just say what I believe is the truth, what I found to be the truth. And what I found to be the truth is, sorry, a lot of churches are corrupt and they have alter intentions from what you think they may. Mm -hmm. So I would be careful. Worshiping, fantastic. Praying mm -hmm. in the light, being anointed in Christ's oil. I'm all for that. That's amazing. So those aren't mutually exclusive. You don't need to stand with inside of a church for that to do that. In fact, two people are really are a church together when they pray. Two gather in my name, you know, so there's plenty of us out there. We're two gathered in his name and uh, we're spreading the light. We're trying to help people wakey, wakey. And it's very, very difficult because there's a lot of brainwashing, a lot of MK mind control ultra going on out there very frustrating. I know how it works. I've seen it work. And uh, I see 
people succumb to it all over the place. So there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, trauma, I think going forward when more and more of this stuff is exposed. So a lot of people are like, when is it going to get exposed? You just listen to over an hour and a half of exposure. <laughs> so you can say, well, so much, when are they going to expose? Uh, what's the, what's the definition of an exposure? When the mainstream media goes to Joe Biden's administration and says, why do you have a fake White House? The mainstream media did this. And right. their response was because there's no room in the entire White House where we could put a forward facing teleprompter. Okay, come on. That's two <laughs> disclosures, right? One is they're Ooh. telling you there's no room that they could put one. Well, because they can't get into that room. That's one. Mm -hmm. The other, other reason is, and they're telling you that this actor needs a forward facing teleprompter, right? So even the mainstream media <laughs> is disclosing stuff. You have to pay attention. Okay. It's never going to be on your timeline. This has been going on for millennia, right? Good. How arrogant are we to say, oh, well, I want it done now. Sorry, not going to happen done now. And we're going to go through. Well, I don't honestly, I don't think you myself and probably 90% of your chat are going to go through a lot more pain. I don't think that. Mm -hmm. I believe now the pain is going to be on the ones that are still under this spell. And I'm not debating whether you're seeing some craziness in our future and it's not looking good. My debate would be with you is I think that's for the normies, the people that are asleep that you're seeing a lot of pain for only because that's what I see. So we can, you know, I don't know exactly what you're seeing because I'm not inside of that massive cranium that we see on screen. But the reality is I'm seeing a lot of pain, but not, I think I see short-term pain for the good guys but I'm seeing a tremendous amount of pain, unfortunately, for the people that are resistant to wakey wakey, like you say. I bring up people that are kind of knuckleheads, but there's really a lot of beautiful people in the chat. You know, they're like, you know, lots, there's always love in this chat. And uh, I wish I was watching it today. I had, yeah. I had technical issues though, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad, glad we could come it. on, you know, wish we, wish we had Mel K, but it would have been an even more fantastic show. This is fantastic yeah. in its own right. I always love chatting with you like this. This is like just over the top. But there's people who are saying that, you know, they love us and they also love the trolls. And that's the way you got to go. Oh, I love that. Forward. That's beautiful, yeah. right? Even yeah. the trolls. We love them too. You know, that maybe they'll figure out that, you know, if they watch us, they'll learn how to become successful and won't have to do trollism. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they're making that much being trolls. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it feels good. I don't think so either. I think they'll look back on their troll the days and go, ah, oh, that sucked. I wish I hadn't done that. It wasn't yeah. funny. And I probably did some stuff that karmically kind of screwed me over. You know, so I don't know. I don't think it feels good to spread negativity. Unless People you're absolutely evil. And animate, and who knows? Yeah, then, then but then with, that's when they really need our love because that like makes them weak and vulnerable and they go bye-bye. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So keep up the good work. <laughs> exactly. Keep sending them love, guys. Get it. Keep it up. Keep it up. That's how we get rid of all these knuckleheads. Yeah. Keep them coming. Expose. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. Absolutely. Well, Lewis, man, it's always a pleasure. We should do a show at least every other week together because uh, we have really good conversations. Maybe we can work that out. So how can people reach you if they want to? I have a, a channel that somehow remains up on oh, YouTube. Good. 
It's mm-hmm. been taken down several times and deleted and so on and so forth. I've appealed from a legal standpoint, I actually got it back up, which is crazy. I will say though, is I put a lot of the stuff that I do in filmmaking format, right? As it more like a documentary. So I probably get away with a little bit more than other people. Mm-hmm. And I ask questions like, what if this is what's going on? So I kind of know how to manipulate their uh, algorithms a little bit. That being said, if I know something is just hardcore, not going to make it, promote it on YouTube and I'll send them to one of my other channels. So you can find me on YouTube and Telegram. What I like to do is I like to do uh, disclosure films. I have one coming out with uh, Jason Q in the next couple of days. I have Kathy O'Brien, which is amazing. Brian said something about Ronald Reagan a couple of times and people were very disappointed. Well, I was always a Ronald Reagan fan. You'll be Mm. shocked. I asked her a certain question. She said she was really appreciative of the question. Mm -hmm. And she answered in a way that may shed a positive light on what she thinks about Reagan. So you really need to watch that. That will be my next one. Then I have a multitude of 107 films coming out. And Mm. then I have a conglomeration called 13 Bloodlines, One Family. Mm. And I'm trying to, I've already interviewed Juan on it. Uh, Jason Q and I have another interview coming up on it. I've already interviewed Kathy O'Brien for this film. I have a couple other people and Mel Kay and I are having trouble connecting, but she's going to be part of the film also. So 13 families, one bloodline, that'll be really cool. And something I do a lot lately, and for some reason it seems to be pretty successful, is I've been making music videos. I try to have them, and I'm not singing, I try to have the beginning is truth-telling the middle tends to be about what's going on is a really positive attitude. So the mm-hmm. last two I did is I took, there's a uh, struggle Jennings and a, and a Caitlin song. That's amazing called God, we need you now. They're singing it. They're doing everything. I just kind of redid the video, but it's pretty powerful because it's about the children and our process. And then I took a song by the Bee Gees and it's called how deep is your love. I rewrote all the l- lyrics And it's called How Deep is the Swamp. I found an amazing jazz singer, instrumentalist. She redid the whole song with my lyrics in her voice and her instruments. She even did all the choruses together. She's fantastic. I actually found her in my chat on Telegram. And that's out. And other than the fact that I spelled the word ghouls wrong, I think it's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) so you can uh, long story short find me on youtube screw big gov it's screw big gov and telegram it's also screw big gov screw big gov and if you need links i don't know i'll give those to tracy to post underneath for you that'd be really good thank you lewis always a pleasure and uh thanks and lots of love to everyone that joined us today and everyone that's going to watch this great information it's great time to wake up guys you know it's going to be tough for a lot of people so the more you wake up, the more you can help others, you know? So think of it that way. If you think some of the stuff that we're talking about is like a little bit out there, do some research. We've done a lot of it. We don't just like, you know, off the cuff, talk about this stuff. We've done a lot of research and a lot of soul searching, a lot of questing to God, Jesus, and we get good feedback. So lots of love and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Love everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.